what I want to talk about. The song says, don't worry about a thing. And that's exactly what I want to talk about to you today. I don't know what you're going through. I don't really care what you're going through in one sense. I can tell you this. You don't have to worry about a thing. God's word is going to tell us how to deal with those situations. Let's pray. God, you reign forevermore. And Lord, we thank you for who you are, for what you are doing. Thank you for your mercy. Mm. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for keeping us. And now, Lord, we ask that you would give us courage to confront that you would give us clarity in conversation, and that you would give us confidence in your content. We pray that you would give us a connection with the congregation through social media, all who's looking, and that through your word, you will convict us to change and cause us to move closer to Christ. Move me out of the way as you get in the way. Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. We need to hear a word from you. In the strong, perfect, powerful, penetrating name of our Lord Jesus Christ, everybody said, Amen. Are you feeling like Grand Master Flash? You know, don't push me cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. It's like a jungle out there sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Among the problems and the prosperities, or rather the perplexities that we are going through, mm, the COVID virus has invaded and changed our world, including our personal lives. Things are not the same anymore. Social distance has been replaced with handshakes and hugs. Economics are down. Businesses are closed. Restaurants are open on a drive-by basis. We are mandated to stay at home. It ain't the same, y'all. Uh, you can only leave home for work and for groceries. And then when you get to the grocery stores, they are depleted of food, toilet tissue, and cleansing products. Mm. 
this pandemic has caused children to stay at home and you are now the substitute teacher. For some of us, you are saying, I'm about to lose my mind trying to deal with all of these children. Some of us are involuntarily cooking when we don't want to. You got to eat the food that's there because maybe you've been laid off or furloughed and you don't know when and if you're going to return to your job. Some find it difficult to even file for unemployment because the system is flooded. Four million people trying to apply at the same time. Let me give you a little advice. You ought to do it in the early morning or at night. That'll help you out. And then some of us, the mortgage and the rent is due, and your stimulus check had not arrived. To make matters worse, now you're starting to feel the symptoms of COVID-19. You got tested, and perhaps while waiting, you're worried for the results. Or you've tested positive, and you're concerned that you're going to pass it on to your family or even die. You are first responder in the environment of this pandemic, dealing with the infected patients. How do you prevent from being perpetually filled with worry, fear, and anxiety? Is it possible not to worry about a thing? Does God gives us principles to practice to propel us through this pandemic? And I tell you with an emphatic, yes, he does. Turn with me to Philippians 4, 6, and 7. And there you will find these encouraging and helpful words. Uh, reading from the New Living Translation, you'll find it saying this. Watch this. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for what he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and mind as you live in Christ Jesus. That's the text. At first glance, you may think Paul has lost his mind. You see, it's easy for someone to say, don't worry about a thing uh, when you have joy uh, and you have all the creature comforts, nice house, job security, ability to move around, travel, purchase what you want, when you want. But it's more challenging when your living arrangements are like Paul. He wrote this epistle uh, to the Philippians from prison. And yet, Paul had the unmitigated goal to pull a Bob Marley and say, don't worry, be happy. He says to you and me, during this pandemic or any life circumstance, we don't have to fear panic or be filled with anxiety because we have a God that will take care of us. And in spite of this, he showed us in the book of Philippians. Uh, so chapter 1, he says this. Chapter 1 says that Christ is our life. So he's the life purpose. For the verse says, for to me to live is Christ mm -hmm. and to die is gain. Chapter 2 is life's 
patterns through Christ. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Chapter 3 is life prize. That's Christ. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And then chapter 4, he says, Christ is life's power. I can do all things. Did I say all things? All things through Christ, which strengthens me. According to Google, panic is a sudden sensation of fear, which is so strong as to dominate or prevent reasonable and logical thinking. Replacing it with overwhelming fear, feelings of anxiety and frantic agitation, consistent with animalistic behavior, such as the fight or the flight. Now, panic occurs in a single person, in individuals, and it also occurs in a massive thing in terms of large groups. But if anyone has a reason to panic or to worry, it was Paul. Check it out. As he wrote this epistle, he was on lockdown under house arrest. Although Paul was given freedom to write and send letters, have visitors, and even preach and teach, he was still under constant guard and chained to a soldier 24-7. Yeah, he didn't deal with the COVID virus, but he still had to deal with the possibility of death. And yet, he said something strange in this text. He said, do not worry. Another translation says, be anxious for nothing. The word means uh, to be pulled in different ways. Our hope pulls us in one direction, and our fears pull us in another direction. And so when you have both of them, it ends up pulling us apart. Uh, this old English word uh, from which we get our word worry means to strangle. Uh, if you ever worry, you know what it means to be strangled. Uh, because worry will take your breath away. And not only that, it will take your sleep, your energy, and your well-being. And then anxiety can twist us up into emotional pretzels. Uh, it can cause our eyes to start twitching, blood pressure to start rising, head to ache. Someone uh, looking at this knows that they're going through it even now. They're struggling with worry, doubt, fear, and anxiety. And then Warren Risby says it this way, worry from the spiritual point of view is wrong thinking and wrong feeling about circumstances, people, and worry and things. Watch this. Worry mm -mm, is an inside job. I better say that again. Worry is an inside job. It is our minds and hearts telling us God does not care and we are all by ourselves. Uh, this word worry is anxiety, fear, uh, panic. And when Paul constructs this uh, in the Greek, it indicates a prohibition which forbids the continuation of an action already, watch this, habitually going on, which means that the Philippians were already worried. Gotcha. And he said, Paul said, stop it. 
your mama ever told you to do that, stop it. Stop it right there. And so he is saying, in other words, don't panic. Stop what you're already doing because God has something for you. So all of us have the presence of worry, and it's unavoidable, but the prison of worry is optional. I'll say it again. The presence of worry is unavoidable. It comes with every situation. But the prison of worry is optional. Situations may initiate worry, but we don't have to have it perpetuate. And so Paul said, don't panic. Why don't panic? He says, because in verse 5b, the Lord is near. God says he is with us, and we don't have to be afraid. Uh, God said to Isaac in Genesis 26, 24, he said, I am the God of Abraham, your father. So do what? Fear not, for I am with you, and I will uh, bless you. Joshua 1, 9 said, uh, he said to Joshua, Joshua, don't be afraid, neither be dismayed, for the Lord, your God, is with you, watch this, wherever, did I say wherever? Wherever you go. Uh, check out Hezekiah. Hezekiah was encouraging his people. He said, don't be afraid and don't be worried about the king of Assyria and his mighty army. I know they're mighty, but he said, but there is a power far greater on our side, and we have the Lord, mm, our God, to help us and to fight our battle. One of my favorite scriptures, Isaiah 41.10 says this, God said, fear not, mm, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. What will he do? I'm glad you asked that question. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Oh, Lord. That means that not only is God with us, but watch this. He will also take care of us. Check it out. Matthew 6, 25. Jesus said it this way. So I tell you. Don't worry about the things you need to live on. What will you eat? What will you drink or wear? Life is more important than food and the body more important than clothes. Look at the birds. They don't plant. They don't harvest. They don't save foods and buns. But your heavenly Father feeds them. Don't you know that you are more important than them? It was Elizabeth Cheney who wrote this children's rhyme teaching not to be anxious. Said the robin to a sparrow, I should really like to know why these anxious human beings rush out and worry so. Said the sparrow to the robin, I suppose that it must be they have no heavenly father such as cares for you and me. When we live in constant panic, it indicates a lack of trust in God's wisdom, sovereignty, and power. And it's a feeling that God just don't care. Uh, but y'all, you're not feeling me like I need you to. So let me do it this way. We are blessed. The queen and I are blessed with four children, Michael, Monique, Matthew, and Michelle. Uh, now, 
However, Matthew and Michelle uh, have bank accounts under our names. Uh, it's their accounts, but we have access to see their transactions and balances. And the queen watches their accounts faithfully. Did I say faithfully? Faithfully. And when Matt Michelle's account gets low, the queen calls me and says, the children's accounts are low. Y'all, that's cold. She is going to take money out of our account and transfer it into their account because she knows they need a certain amount of money to live on, sometimes before they even ask for it. So uh, they don't need to panic. They don't need to worry when their account gets low because they know that mama and daddy is watching and will supply mm, <laughs> their needs. Well, if we can do it for our children, how much more will our heavenly father transfer, transfer some of his resources into our account to meet our needs? I know you just contracted the, country, uh, the virus, but he will restore you. I know you just lost a loved one, but he will comfort you. You are working with COVID-19 patients, but don't panic because he will protect you. You don't understand your children's schoolwork, but God will send you a tutor to tutor you so you can tutor them. Don't panic. Uh, the check is not in the mail, but your business is crumbling, and yet God said, I will provide for you. Don't worry about a thing because God will provide. What he will do, he will transfer some of his resources and put it into your account to meet his, your needs. Uh, he says, don't panic because I'm there and I'm going to care for you. Uh, but then the text also says this. He said, don't worry because he's near and he will supply. But he also says this, instead of Worrying, you ought to pray. Hmm. Paul says, instead, tell God everything. Did I say everything? Everything. Now, the King James Version says it this way. In everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Uh, the Greek words speak of prayer that address to God as an act of worship and devotion. Uh, supplication speaks of an asking and seeking God by humble participation and petition. And request us, speaks of this itemized concern and need that you tell God everything, every detail of your life. And then the New Living Translation just sums it up by saying, just tell God what you need. <clears throat> Notice, he does not say, tell your boss what you need. He does not say, tell your banker what you need. He does not even say, tell the government what you need. Because God is responsible father, and he knows how to pay, and he pays child support, in fact, more than child support, and he takes care of his children. Uh, he's a great daddy. Uh, watch this. Uh, when we were growing up, uh, as a little boy growing up, uh, my mother, Doris Jean Dodd, uh, had a cold that we had to follow 
Oh, that would be some serious, did I say serious? Serious consequences. Uh, we were never, uh, did I say never, never to ask anybody, including family and strangers, for anything that we needed. Because whatever we needed, mama and daddy would provide for us. And if we didn't get it from them, that means we didn't need it. One of the reasons why they said that is because they wanted to make us to know that they could provide everything we needed, and we didn't have to ask anybody else, which signified that they couldn't provide. And so, y'all, God does the same thing. He says, anything you need, come to me. I am your father. Nothing more dishonors God than his children begging somebody else for what he joy and responsibility is to provide for us. We are to come to God hmm, about everything. There's nothing too small or too tall. Our daddy is interested in the details of our life. Watch, God longs for us to come to him. Come often, linger long. He longs for us to talk to him. Tell him about our trouble. Tell him about our worries and fears and anxiety. Peter says it this way, cast your cares on him because he cares for you. Psalm 15, 50, 15 said, God calls on us to say, call on me in the day of trouble and I will mm, deliver you. Now, he does not say when he will deliver or how he will deliver, but you know he'll deliver. Uh, this means that once I give it over to God, I must leave it with him. For he knows what he's doing. Uh, ooh, watch this. Uh, back in December, uh, we were preparing to drive uh, to New Orleans, uh, seven day, headed for a seven-day cruise. Uh, however, we only had one vehicle, Big Molly. Uh, Big Molly is our 2001 Ford Expedition. Uh, she had a few miles on it, 348,000. Uh, Big Molly barely gets me to work at the time. And that trip is 46 miles round trip. Uh, but now we need Big Molly uh, to travel 730 miles round trip. Uh, and the reason why is because uh, I thought about renting a car and doing that, but it was going to cost me $400 to rent a car, and we're going to drive the car, uh, park the car for seven days, pay $120 for that, and then drive back. That didn't make any sense. Uh, so uh, we took Big Molly to Mr. Powell, our mechanic, asked him, uh, can he fix Big Molly and make sure that she can make it to New Orleans and back? Mr. Powell said, yes, if you leave the truck with me. Y'all, I wanted to stay around and help him, uh, but he said he didn't need my help. Uh, I would only be in the way and cause further delay. Uh, so I, I brought the truck to him to fix it because I couldn't. Uh, Mr. Powell said uh, he knows what's wrong. He had the power to fix it. Uh, plus, I brought it to Mr. Powell because he had a track record and a reputation for fixing complicated vehicles. Uh, the problem was 
that he wouldn't give me a specific time when the truck was ready. He just said, I'll call you when it's ready. Y'all, God wants us to take our problems, our issues, our burdens to him, and watch this, leave it with him. Uh, we don't have to help him to solve the problem. Uh, trying to help him actually gets in his way and cause further delay. Uh, he, too, doesn't give us specific time of delivering, but if you leave it, your burdens with him, he will deliver you. Uh, you got to be able to trust him, and once you give it to him, he will give it back to you, and you go further than you ever gone before. But you got to leave it with him, and then just also you got to understand that God has a track record. He has a reputation for resolving complicated situations. Uh, I remember the time in Scripture that were five thousand men plus women and children. And they hadn't eaten all day. They had been listening to Jesus talk all day. The demand was high, 5,000 plus, and that the supply was low, only two fish and five loaves. But there was a little boy who had a lunch, and he put it in Jesus' hand and left it there. Jesus blessed it, broke it, and the disciples distributed the food. And at the end of the day, mm -hmm, they had fresh leftover. He had a reputation to resolve issues, not only the simple thing, but also the complicated issues. So we have a God who has a reputation, and we could give it to him, leave it in his hand, and he will bless us. We have history with God. But look, what's this? He said, not only tell God what you want, but he also says, uh-huh, thank him for what he has done. Oh, yeah, that's praise. He said, in other words, we have history with God. Thank him for saving your soul. Thank him for making you whole. Thank him for your unconditional, his unconditional love, for your life and liberty. Thank him for giving you what you need when you needed it. You ought to thank him for making a way mm -hmm, out of no way. Thank him for being able to bless you to spend time with him and your family during this season. Thank him for the job that you have or had. Oh, there ought to be a focus on what God has done because if you do it, he's going to do something special for you. And... Mm, 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 mm. If he done it once, <laughs> he can do it again. Check this out. I don't need to worry because I got God on my side. And so what I need to do is not panic, but begin to pray. Watch this. If you want to worry less then you ought to pray more. I'll say it again. If you want to worry less, you ought to pray, pray more. more. Uh, pray but more. then, guess what? If I don't panic, and if I give it to him, he gives us a blessing. He says, I'll give you my peace. Watch this. Don't panic. Start to pray and praise, uh, and then we will experience God's peace. Verse 7 says it this way. You will experience God's peace, which exceeds... Anything we can understand. 
uh, you have peace in the midst of this pandemic uh, because you're not alone. His peace would allow you for, to have tranquility even when the waves of life are rocking your world. Nothing can ruffle the peace of God. It, it's calm before and beyond all storm, a rest beyond all strife, a haven beyond all the tempestuous sea. The peace of God is majestic and marvelous. Here it is, uh, Mark 4, 31, verse 35 through 41. You remember when uh, it was in the Sea of Galilee, Jesus and his disciples were riding across. And while they were traveling, uh, there was a fierce, violent storm uh, that caused uh, the boat to reel and to rock from side to side. And even the water was being, uh, was filling the boat and so they were worried, they were concerned. And while they are troubled, <laughs> Jesus is sitting down below calling some Z's. Uh, but the disciples were scared and afraid and fearful uh, and screaming, Master, do you care that we are drowning? Uh, someone listening to this message, uh, you may be saying the same thing. Lord, do you care that I'm drowning in my relationship with my spouse and my kids? Drowning in my bill? Drowning in my field? You name it. Uh, but most of the time we focus on the fact that Jesus got up, stood up, and said, Peace, be still. And suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. Uh, but however, let me draw your attention to another miracle. Jesus was calm in the storm. Watch this. During this same situation, his situation hadn't changed. The boat is still rocking. The water is still going in the boat. It's still filling the boat. And yet, Jesus is asleep. He trusted God, the Father, to get him to the other side. He knew that God had a guaranteed contract for his safe arrival. It is the kind of peace that you and I can have if we belong to God. You must accept God's peace, which exceeds all we can understand. And then in the midst of the storm and the wave, we can remain calm, knowing that God is in control and we can trust him. In fact, his word says, I will keep you in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on me. His peace will guard your hearts and mind. And live as you live through Christ. Well, another translation says it this way. Uh, His peace will keep you. Yeah. Uh, the verse indicates this. Watch this. Uh, that God's peace will keep your hearts and mind. Now, you may be uncertain about your circumstances. Uh -huh. But you can be certain about God's peace and protection of you. Uh, this word God, this word God, uh, it's a military term. Uh, uh, to keep by guarding, uh, to keep in custody, uh, to keep under God, as with a garrison. Uh, now, a garrison refers to a military outpost uh, where troops are stationed to provide protection to an area or to prevent a hostile invasion. Ooh, watch this. Get the picture. Get the picture. Troops stationed by you to protect you. If we accept God's peace, he will guard you and protect you. Uh, so get the picture. Uh, we got troops that guard us. 
troops uh -huh. that protect us. These troops are peace. And whenever worry come your way, I hope you can see that. That's worry. And when it comes that way, he blocks it. Whenever fear come your way, he takes it away. Whenever doubt come your way, peace blocks it. Whenever anxiety come your way, he tears it up. Whenever frustration comes your way, he blocks it. Whenever irritation comes your way, he tears it up. Because, y'all, we got the peace of God protecting us. And no matter what we're going through, if we accept his peace, he will protect us. He will guard us. He will keep us. And he will take care of us. God, in a peace will keep us. During this time of pandemic, you can have perfect peace. Ah, so don't worry about a thing. <laughs> don't worry about a thing. <clears throat> because whatever God has taken care of, it's taken care of. Don't worry about a thing because he's with you. Don't worry about a thing so you don't have to panic because God is near. Uh, begin to pray. And the praise, because God is a good daddy, and he will take care of you. And just accept his peace. That's his promise. And his promise is the peace of God, and it will keep you. It will guard you, protect you, and no matter what comes your way, God will mm -hmm, take care of you. Let's pray. Gracious God, thank you for your word. Yes, we don't have to worry about a thing. If we give it over to you. Your word says don't worry, don't panic in anything. Instead, pray. Tell you what we need and thank you for what you've already done. And then you'll give us a promise. You'll give us your peace. And your peace will guard our hearts and mind from anything that will keep us from you. Bless your name. Strong and perfect name of Jesus Christ, we pray.